Welcome to the Disney Parks Podcast with your hosts, Tony Castlenova from DisneyByTheNumbers.com and Parkhopper John from WDWParkhoppers.com. Keep your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the podcast at all times and get ready for the Disney Parks Podcast. And now, the Disney Parks Podcast infotainment segment. Well, in a quiet residential neighborhood just outside of downtown Chicago, Illinois, stands a very modest family home on the corner of Tripp Avenue and Palmer Street. Now, this house was designed and built by Flora and Elias Disney, Walt and Roy Disney's mother and father. Both Walt and Roy were born in this home and lived there until Walt was four and Roy was 12 years old. Now, over the last century, the home has changed hands several times and has been added to and altered significantly. And these two people that we're going to talk to tonight are now in charge of restoring it, making it an amazing place to visit. We have Dina and Brent, and we're going to talk about the birthplace of Walt Disney. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks for coming. Sure. Hey. Hi. Thanks for having us. Great. So we'd like to ask uh, every guest, uh, you know, how did your dis- uh, journey with Disney begin? You know, how did you get involved with this project even? And how did you, you had to be a fan of Disney in order to want to go out and buy his house, his birth house, well, and, and fix yeah, it up. Of course, the story is a really long story. Okay. Uh, we'll try to condense it down. Um right. And, and give you the, the cliff notes, but clearly, um, you know, Disney's had a, a big influence in, in both of our lives, um, the park significantly. Um, uh, you know, I was uh, born and raised outside of, uh, uh, born in Missouri, raised outside of Chicago. So, um, you know, my Disney park experience was really, you know, one of traveling down to Florida and the family car and doing that whole experience. And, and Dina, she yeah. was raised here in Southern California. Yeah. Wow. I grew up in, in Sherman Oaks and, um, and we'd go to Disney, Disneyland, uh, once a year, at least, if not more, but, um, but yeah. And then we kind of both started working, um, in the theme park space. And that was kind of unique. Um, and that's how we met. Yeah. Yeah, Working in animation and, and, uh, for a company that did animation and, um, for the theme parks. Right. And so one of the projects that we did together, we were working at a company called rhythm and Hughes and we, we did a project, um, for Disney, which was Ellen's energy, um, you know, the universe of energy. And if you remember that cool CG sequence of the, the earth, uh, coming to life that kind right. of gets this moment. That's what, that's one of the projects that we worked on together and that's wow. how we kind of met. And, yeah. um, and, um, it's one of the things that kind of sparked, um, what we ultimately, uh, created, which was super 78, which is a theme park design, uh, theme park attraction design company. We do a lot of media based attractions all over the world and we live in silver Lake, um, California, which is right outside of Los Angeles, kind of in between Los Angeles and Hollywood. And this is where, um, in this area and Los Feliz area, people know their, their Disney history. This is where the, the Disney brothers, uh, founded the, the Walt Disney studios. 
And right around the corner from where we're sitting right now is um, we're on Rowena and Hyperion. So if people know the Hyperion Studios, mm. right on is the um disney original disney studios and if you drive right down the street on lyric avenue that's where walt and roy lived um, when they worked at the disney hyperion Studios. so there's a lot of disney history uh, in our neighborhood and dina and i kind of tell the story about how we (laughs) thought about like maybe we could do something you know yeah so um so we well, we ended up moving our, we had an office in Hollywood and we ended up moving our office to the Silver Lake area um, so that we could be closer to home. And that's when we really started to explore the neighborhood a little bit more than we had in the past. And we would go to the carousel, which is where Walt uh, famously came up with the idea of Disneyland and um, went to Walt's barn and Travel Town and all of these other places. And we we just started talking like how neat it would be that there's so much, first of all, there's so much history right here. I wonder if we could do something that could kind of give back in some way. And at the same time, we, we got a call for a new project, um, a museum project that involved Disney. And it was kind of um, the uh, the chronological story about, about Disney. Walt and mm. utilizing the treasures of the Walt Disney studio. And that's how we met Becky. Yeah. So hmm. Becky Klein, who runs the archives now, she took over for Dave Smith. Yeah. She runs the archives, and we met Becky Klein, and Becky Klein um, uh, was working on this project uh, with us. And in doing the research for that project, that's where we found um, that Waltz uh, was born in Chicago in this little house on Trip Avenue. And what's, what's interesting is that we're both in this business for a very long time. Uh, we both, you know, love, love theme parks, love animation. And we didn't know that he was born in Chicago. And we thought that was kind of interesting. Wow. And so we, we literally had to do research on the home to make sure that it was as advertised. And I mean, it wasn't advertised as, as far as being sold. So, you know, we actually went out, um, approached the owner of the home who had turned it into apartments, kind of low income apartments. It was not in good shape at all. Uh, It was fairly dilapidated as far as what they had done. You know, they put uh, aluminum siding on the exterior and, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of cut this thing into apartments. And it was, um, you know, the, the, I think the owner was, was looking to get out from under the, the home and wanted to find a good, you know, good hands who really realized what it was, um, what the house meant for the neighborhood and what the house meant for Chicago. And so I think we, you know, provided a unique opportunity for him. him. And we also started working with, um, with the Chicago history museum, um, when we were doing the Provence on the, on the company, I mean, on the, on the home and uh, what we found out, the more information we found out about how this house was built, how it came to be, who lived there, and just kind of the the origin story itself was mm-hmm. so inspiring that we were like, how how can we not do this? You know, to find out that it was Walt's mother that designed the home and his father built it with his own two hands and that all the the children his lived. Uncle Robert co-signed for the for the for the loan 
Wow. That um, and if you remember in the the story where Walt came to Los Angeles, he lived with his uncle Robert. He's the one who took him in, and that's where the Walt Disney Studio began. Right. So it's all these connections back to this home and how close the Disney family were. And we just kept getting goosebumps, and we were like, okay. Let's do right. This. And then and then, you know, then we bought the home and we didn't and we quite bought, know what bought, to do. We bought we signed the papers and looked at each other and we were like, uh oh. Yeah, now what? <laughs> now what? Um, so, so at that point you decided to, to start a nonprofit restoration? Well, it was it, it it did take a little time for us to really figure out how we wanted to approach this. And uh, you know, um we didn't. We didn't want to until everything was kind of settled. We, we were like, we need to figure out a plan and approach. Um, so we started getting um, some people on board um, that could really help. Uh, you know, at least tell the community and also the right people, architects, um, the right historians, the right contractors, and people on the team that we're going to really make it happen so that that that's before the nonprofit started we really we had to get our ducks in a row yeah yeah, yeah. and and the um uh, one of the biggest fans of the project or um supporters was is tim samuelson who is the city historian for chicago mm-hmm. and he is just this wealth of knowledge and was giving us all of this information and and with him on board and then we we spoke with one of the um uh, head of the preservation department at the art Institute in Chicago who came on board as the architect. Mm-hmm. And so as the team started to build out, we started to really uncover the mysteries and uncover the stories that were in the home. And it just really started to grow from there. That's amazing. Yeah. So, uh, as you start putting your list together, what are, what are some of the, let's, let's start this way. What are some of the restorations that you've done and what are some of the restorations that you need to do to move forward? Oh, uh, of the house in, in particular? Yes. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, the the entire home, um, the outside was covered in aluminum siding. So hmm. we had taken that we had to take the entire exterior apart, find out what the, you know, the original structure of the home, where all the windows were originally um, then we started working on the exterior because we knew that, you know, it's like, that's going to be the thing that, that really drives, um, that kind of curb appeal and for everybody to see the exterior of the house and go like, yes, that is like, you know, turn of the century classic cottage home. And that's going to inspire the neighborhood and that's going to get the ball rolling. So we immediately went to work on the, on the exterior, which took about two and a half years, something like that to raise the money and, and and to to get it in you know good shape i mean yeah. it's it is a ton of work um even though we build you know some very large attractions around the world um it's it's a really different thing um to go in and not you know build something new but carefully take something apart and and preserve the original fabric of the home because this this home was built by Elias Disney in yeah. 1893. So Walt's father built the home. So you can't you you have to kind of meticulously kind of take it apart and save everything that he 
and that he touched. Yeah. Um, and so that was, that was quite an effort, uh, on the exterior. And then, you know, we had some great folks along the way that came out and helped us, um, get that exterior done. Um, Garner Hull, you know, who does animatronics Mm -hmm. for the studio kind of gave us this wonderful door recreation because we have a, a photograph of Walt and Ruth on the, on the doorstep, which would make a great, uh, little uh thing in the show notes for people to see because it's really it's a fantastic picture of walt when he was probably four years old it's the the only picture of reference that we have of walt at young that's the only picture that exists yeah and he's standing on the front porch and he's in front of this door and so we extrapolated the door into plan and and gave that to garner holt and garner holt constructed it and they did a fantastic job but yeah, it's been um, you know a labor of love for sure. Uh, the interior of the house then was dismantled, um, you know, to remove all the walls that came after um, the Disneys lived there. So we're really trying to honor the original um, l- the blueprint and layout of the home. So right. we had some of the best people. Um, in the world come in and, and really do a deep dive to find out, you know, exactly where the walls were and then to start to construct a story around why, um, where Walt's room was, where would the, I mean, you clearly understand where the master bedroom was and that then Walt and Roy were both born at home in, in a room. Um, and so that room exists and, to preserve the original paint on the floor. And, mm. you know, it, it was just, it's been a lot of effort and work. Yeah. And yeah. some of, some of the fun, I mean, we've, we've had these, uh, you know, Tim Samuelson had said, I can't wait to get in there and find out what mysteries this house has to say, mm. you know, has to tell us. stories to tell and yeah. stories to tell. And, um, as we got in there, we started to uncover some of these. So, so one of the big finds was the, the safe underneath the, the bed, um, in the master bedroom. So when we pulled up the floor, what was very cool, we pulled up the, or, or the floor that was laid on top in the twenties, this wood uh-huh. floor. And, and we know that because underneath they had papered the floor, uh, with newspaper that had the date on it. So we knew exactly when the, the, the floor was put on top of the original floorboards and so peeling that off what was fantastic is that the original floor is in great shape because they essentially sealed it all up for us yeah that's great just like they sealed the exterior of the floor uh, of the home though though all the original clapboard was Mm. sealed up the last 40 years underneath um uh you know aluminum siding so the the house is in great shape um, now. And so we're so lucky, um, that we've been able to do this and then having a lot of Disney help along the way with the archives and Imagineers who've put in their, um, understanding of Walt and the stories that they had heard and how those kind of relate to the home people that have known Roy. And then of course the the grandkids who've mm-hmm. all been in the house. Maybe we yeah. talk about some of the people that have been there. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah cause uh, I, I was thinking to myself, how do you recreate the inside? Because there weren't probably 
you know, I mean, nowadays, all right, everybody takes a thousand pictures of the inside of their house, but back then, you know, there wasn't a cell phone to be going around. Oh, let me take a picture of this, take a picture of that. So, how did you all uh, figure that out? You know, what the, you know, did you try to replace some of the furniture ish to kind of make it period, uh, you know? Yeah, we're we're starting to do that oh, now. Okay. Um, but it's interesting that you bring that up because there is one room in the home that we couldn't figure out. The architect, um, you know, no one could figure out what this room did. It's under mm. the stairs. It's a Harry Potter room. Yeah, that's what we're calling it. <laughs> Don't <look> under the <laughs> stairs. <laughs> yeah. And um, and we found some of the original um, uh, trans or an, um. Well, that's where we got our molding and the um, and and all of the. Uh, the bullseye kind of uh, uh, corner pieces, the plinths, and and you know all of those little little corner uh, pieces, and and you start to see like how decorative this molding was in this little tiny cottage house, and so we we were able to extrapolate the molding for the entire house from the the molding in this little interesting under the stairs nook that like right. who is it what's going on in there that nobody really bothered to uh even deal with in later years you know it right. just it kind of was preserved. Yeah. yeah so we come to find out that this little room is actually a bathroom wow and, and it was the first bathroom on the block so most most people back then had outhouses, sure. and this was designed by Flora, and um, and they we've come to determine that it's the first bathroom yeah, in the house. Yeah, they had um, they had uh, what we found when we opened up the wall is a big, huge, thick cast iron vent pipe that went out through the roof. So that that told us exactly what that that room was that it was a bathroom. And, you know, some of the other really kind of cool things were like the lights mm -hmm. um, found some original uh, wiring in the house. And like a fact, when they when they trans uh, when they when they went from gas lighting to electric lighting, and this is right in the turn of the century. So this is right. when they lived there. So when Walt was there. They went from uh, having gas in the home to electric lights. So you got to imagine that that was a, a pretty watershed moment for everybody to see an electric light turn on, especially. Mm, yeah. Walt. And in the room that we've determined was Walt and Roy's room because there was no cast iron stove. So the other bedroom outside of the master bedroom had a cast iron stove. Hmm. And so you wouldn't put a cast iron stove in with the youngest kids in your house in these small little rooms because they would they would get burnt. So they were in with the teenagers, um, hmm. uh, older brother, Herbert and Raymond. So anyway, in the wall, uh, we found this, uh, amazing find of the original electricity that went into Walt's room. So at one time they had hmm. the, all the, the gas ran through the same pipes that they used and it was bare wire. Wow. Which is oh my gosh. Yeah. That there weren't uh, more fires uh, yeah. or explosions. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. So and you, then, I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say one other thing that we found inside one of the walls in the home was a giant, an old horseshoe. Hmm. Hung and, up in the wall. Hmm. 
Um, and we have that here at the Super 78 office, and that's going to be a one of the artifacts uh, in the home. So uh, when when it's all put back together, that'll be one of the wonderful artifacts that people will be able to see. Interesting. So you mentioned earlier that uh, some of the grandkids had come by. How much uh, how much of a role has the Disney family played uh, in this project? Well, um, uh, we've been lucky to have uh, Roy P. Disney. He came out um, with D23. Um, a couple years ago, the Disney shareholders meeting was held in Chicago. Right. And that was the year that um, uh, that they announced a grant for the Walt Disney birthplace and um, gave us a, a substantial grant to really catapult us forward with um, with the restoration, which was fantastic and amazing. Um, and that same day, D23 came out um, and we did a private tour for um, for 50 of their um, biggest fans. Biggest fans, right. yeah. And, um, and so that was great. And Roy P. Disney came and he, he cut the ribbon with us. Um, and then uh, that same year, later that year, Joanna Disney Miller came out um, to join us in December um, mm-hmm. to honor Walt's birthday. And that same year, we did an unveiling of the Disney Family Avenue Honorary Street Sign, mm. which is the longest honorary street sign in all of Chicago. Uh, and and <laughs> oh, the longest street in all street. honorary street, yeah. Oh, wow. And street sign. And street sign, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's it say on the street sign? Is, uh... Uh, Disney Family Avenue. Wow. Okay. That's great. And yeah. you can imagine the, the excitement of the, the, the neighborhood. I mean, we've had amazing people at the home. Dick Van Dyke has been there right. singing in the front yard. We've had um, the Mouseketeers there. We've had um, just recently at, at, at Walt's birthday, um, the Center for the Chicago Bulls, um, uh, Robin, Robin, Robin Lopez, Lopez and mm-hmm. his brother. Um, his brother couldn't make it, but they're huge. Robin's a huge Disney fan, and um, and we're big fans of the Chicago Bulls. So um, it was great to have him out there in Chicago to have the center of the Chicago Bulls with um, with all the fans and the people out there. And we also had the world's most famous guest there, uh, uh, Mickey Mouse. Who, wow! Yeah, flew in from Orlando. Um, which is so bizarre because you never see Mickey Mouse outside of context. Yeah, right. sure. Um, That's right? crazy. And yeah. so to have the the Disney Studio send Mickey up um, was was such a surprise, and uh, you know we thank them so much for their help uh, and D twenty three for supporting us. Um, and they they uh, you know the kids in the neighborhood. Uh, just were in shock. You can imagine uh, a bus of load of kids when Mickey, we were doing some photos in the afternoon when, when there was still light and we were doing photos in front of the house and literally a bus load of kids pulled up next to the house and their faces just smashed against the window, just screaming like they couldn't believe it. It's, it's just like, you know, you yeah. just in a, in a little small um, neighborhood in Chicago um, you know, that n- nobody even has heard right. of right. to have Mickey there was, was, was great. So. Yeah, awesome. so we got to celebrate Mickey's 90th birthday and wow. Walt's 117th birthday. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's great. That's phenomenal. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. truly phenomenal. That's a great way to do that. 
Um, so when people come and visit, uh, are there tours? Does somebody take them around the house and point out, you know, all the, uh, you know, the rooms and what happened in the rooms? Uh, you know, what can people expect when they uh, want to come? Well, and visit? here's yes, and this is the this is what where we're at right now. You know, we're still we're still completing this project. It's okay. not it's not complete yet, um, okay. and um, we are. We're in a stage where the entire interior is done. It's gorgeous. The exterior is beautiful, but you know we need to we need to get the the interior show put together. Okay, um, it's all been designed. Um, we've we've run it by many many people, and everybody's very excited to to get it going um, and to complete it. Uh, but it's one of those things where we're you know, it's it. We need funds. It's a fundraising effort. This mm-hmm. is, a, you know, it's a nonprofit. So, um, you know, it's it it kind of crawls along at its pace. But you can actually go see the house um, with some private tours that are available. And D twenty three, I think, announced one yes. last week. Okay. Uh, so if you if you want to go see the house in June, June first, D twenty three is is doing an event where they're going to do a Walton Chicago event where you'll see this. We'll, it starts off at the school Nixon Elementary School where Roy went to school. We'll go see the the church that um, that Elias built, um, and then we come to the house and we're going to do. Um, some amazing uh, things at the home. We always put on a really good show uh, for everyone. So looking forward to that um, tour. And of course, for you know our private donors, we do um, do uh, private shows and special tours for. So um, it is it is kind of somewhat open to private tours, okay. but we're not open to the general public yet. Yeah. Right. Okay. Do well, you think that'll happen? You know, it's it's like any theme park attraction, you know, it's like you really hold your uh, hold your tongue when you want to make an announcement date, you know, because you don't want to miss it. And um, so it's better to not be uh, committed. Well, let me just say this. I know being that uh, this is the business that we're in of designing uh, attractions and creating Mm -hmm. experiences. the experience that we have uh, designed for this um, home is something that we can actually take people back and transport them back into time and really have them walk away from this experience as feeling like they understand what it would have been like to be a young Walt yeah. growing up in this home. Right. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it is going to be a, a time machine, basically. Yeah. Uh, when you look, it's for everything sound scent, you know, the, the windows, you'll be able to look out the windows and see what Walt saw looking out the windows. You're going to be able to hear the sounds that they heard. You're going to have smell the smells that they smelled. And, and it's going to be, it's going to be an amazing, um, uh, uh, experience. It's not, it's not a house museum. You, you literally are going to be able to kind of walk in and just do touch things, touch things wow. and there's no ropes, there's no, you know, you can open drawers and there's going to be a lot of the history that you'll be able to just find and experience once you just go in and, mm-hmm. 
So we're 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 excited to get it. Let me tell you, we're no we're the most excited people to get it open. <laughs> uh, can't wait to finish this. It's going to be uh, amazing. Yeah, hmm. that's very cool. That's very awesome. Cool. So, uh, how can people help? I mean, obviously, having some assistance would be would be beneficial. I know for a fact that you've done some events because I was at one with Bob Gurr a couple years ago. Can people still help uh, help by donating, or is there something else that people can do to help you complete this restoration project? Oh, absolutely. So we are, um, you know, we have active campaigns that go on a couple of times a year, um, but we have a donate. Um, you can donate at any time, um, and you know there there are things that we we have bricks in front of the house, so you can be a permanent piece of the Walt Disney birthplace. Um, and you can, and you can do that by going to www.waltdisneybirthplace.org. And that will give you all the information on, on the birthplace, um, and, and the people that are involved and the corporations that are involved. And, um, we're also, we have a Twitter account. We have, um, a lot of social ma- uh, media activity right now on Facebook. So you can really um, kind of get involved in, in so many different ways. And we return all emails. <laughs> and it's uh, like, yeah. Yeah. We also, uh, yeah, Instagram. Um, but uh, yeah, we, we also have a, um, a monthly newsletter mm. uh, that goes out. And we'd love for anybody to sign up. Um, and in that newsletter, you'll get updates on what's happening with the home and the neighborhood and, and kind of all of the events that we're doing and, um, and any other information. We also have a volunteer section where we honor some of the amazing volunteers who have been a part of this, uh, whole adventure. And, uh, it's really been so amazing. And we're, we're very humbled by how many people are really kind of stepping up and, um, and helping out in any way they can. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, I know, like uh, they they have the bricks at Disneyland. You know, the the yeah. ocean, thousands and thousands and thousands of bricks. This is this is truly something that you know is special, and and really, your the the money goes like directly into the house. You know yeah. that uh, um, you're really supporting. Um, you know, a, 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 your your money makes a huge difference, right, to mm-hmm. us. Like the the couple hundred dollars or whatever it is to, to get like a, a brick, like really makes an impact. Um, and, and we really appreciate when, when people get involved. So, uh, yeah, that is, is, is one way. And then a, a really fun way to get involved is, um, if you go to rocket fizz, every mm. bottle of Ozell soda that, that you purchase the profits from, Ozell Soda all go back into um, the Walt Disney birthplace. And Ozell Soda oh, wow. has a, a website, which is um, ozell.com, ozellsoda.com. Mm-hmm. And um, you can learn about the connection between Ozell Soda and the Walt Disney birthplace and how Elias, um, you know, started a soda factory in Chicago mm-hmm. and yeah. Walt worked there cleaning bottles and, and so all the proceeds from Ozell go into the home too. So you can, you know, get your um, yes. sugar on and uh, <laughs> all at the same time. That's awesome. That's awesome. Is there uh, is there anything else uh, that you'd like to share? Any other events, or just go to the website 
the birth uh, the uh, house uh, Walt website Walt Disney yeah. Birthplace. Yeah, WaltDisneyBirthplace.org, um, and we we update that and keep up with, um, like Brent was saying, with the social media, so we'll keep all of those events coming. We do have an event with um, D23 on June 1st, um, and that's directly through D23, and we also will be having, uh, we usually have an event at the end of June, um, and we'll make that announcement very soon on that specific date, um, and that'll be in the neighborhood. And usually in December as well, December 5th, Walt Disney's birthday, um, we have an event at the home. And um, for the last uh, five years, I think now, um, the mayor has been proclaiming it Walt Disney Day on December 5th hmm. for the city of Chicago. So, yeah, um, so yeah those right now are two, two events. And, yeah. It's been great. We've had a lot of a lot of really positive support, and and thank you, uh, thank you both for yeah. for having us uh, on. No, you you guys are literally doing the Lord's work, seriously. Yeah. So thank you, <laughs> thank you so much for what you're doing because you know we uh, you were talking earlier, I think, before we got on recording, where you were talking with a lot of um, people within the company, Imagineers and, and animators and such. We we are lucky enough to talk to people like you who are. Uh, doing the research, learning the history, bringing the history out to people. And we were also lucky enough to talk to, you know, the Bob Gers, the the people who worked with Walt and hearing their stories. Because as the as we lose these people, mm-hmm. we we start getting further and further away from Walt and the history and we lose some of those stories. So what you guys are doing, and I was being facetious about the Lord's work, but it really is amazing. It's It's so vital and important, especially because we all have a connection and love not only Walt, but Roy as well. And the entire Disney family, they they've made a tremendous impact on millions and millions of people around the world. So thank you for what you guys are doing. Oh yeah. yeah. And and a very positive impact. I mean, you're so right with that and it's Mm -hmm. amazing. Um, and we feel very, very fortunate to be able to be doing what we're doing. So that's awesome. We guys are passionate about it. It shows, it's been a real honor and a privilege and a pleasure. Dina, Brent, thank you so much for your time. And we cannot wait to take a tour of the completed, fully renovated birthplace <laughs> of Walt Disney in the near future. Uh, thanks for being on the show. And uh, if we don't see you online, we'll see you in the parks. The Disney Parks Podcast is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company. All Disney Parks, attractions, lands, shows, event names, etc. are registered trademarks of the Walt Disney Company. 